Welcome to Chicana and Latina Moms Podcast. This is our podcast. Un lugar donde hablaremos sobre la salud mental, cultura, como chicanas and Latina moms. La importancia de self-love, self-care, self-compassion. Y el recordatorio que somos chingonas. Y que esta es una revolución y una evolución para crear la mejor versión de nuestro ser. Because we can. Because calladitas, no more. Hey, my Chicana and Latina sisters, please do not forget to leave a review and give me your feedback. I would really appreciate it. This also helps other new listeners know what we're about. Gracias. Hola, Chicana and Latina moms, chingonas, happy new year. I hope you guys are feeling motivated. That happens all the time. Cuando es un año nuevo, siempre como que nos ponemos esas pilas extras. Estamos like, okay, voy a hacer esto y el otro. <laughs> so we just have to make sure we are able to be realistic with our goals and to implement um, realistic actions, right? To be able to keep that going. So... My New Year's was nice. It was really like chill. I don't know. I we I just I loved it. I really did. We were with my husband's family, um, you know, and it was nice. It honestly it was really really nice. And you know, I think that when it comes to the New Year, you guys, me personally, um, oh my God, like I just feel like I reset myself so much deeper than any other time throughout the year. It's really weird. And I think that's just very common, right? Pretty common. But what I've what I have done is tried my best to maintain it. Um not perfect because there's gonna be times where it's just not gonna work out. But most of the time I think honestly I can tell you guys that last year I felt so um focused in my healing. I still continue to um but when I first started focusing on my healing, my inner child, and just whew, focusing on these like situations and traumas that I've experienced. Um, it was hard sometimes in, in the beginning to maintain and keep up with the consistency of like, it's okay to not be okay, right? I would fight it and fight it. I was like tormenting myself. It was so effing like frustrating. But last year, I honestly can tell you, 2022 was like the whole year of like how can I say it like me desperté más que nunca um and also in a in a I don't know in a, in a feeling having a feeling of like it's okay to be me it's okay that what I went through in my life is part of my journey Man, whew, it's tough, man. This freaking healing is tough. And I think, you know, right now that I'm saying this to you guys, how healing is tough, like we want to prevent our kids to be in that space that we're in right now. We're doing all the work to heal. We want to make sure that they don't get to be in that space where they're like healing because of our mistakes. So we want to focus, right? We want to be able to stand in our own 
worth and to be okay that, you know, our past doesn't define our present moment nor our future, but they are lessons, right? They're experiences of things that we've gone through to be able to shift our mindset. Um, so overall, you know, I know there's a lot of goals and a lot of, you know, dreams that that we want to accomplish. And they're very possible, you guys. Just the consistency at your pace, not anybody else's pace, your pace, okay? Um, so today I want to talk to you about your voice, having a voice to liberate your being. Oh my gosh, you guys, it is sometimes challenging to be in that space to just be who you are. There's people that don't understand really your way of being. Um, one, because maybe they just haven't made an effort to really get to know you or vice versa, right? It goes both ways. Um, but when you make a decision to not follow the crowd and let me explain. It can be from you saying, I'm going to go hang out and I'm not going to drink. Um, I let me, let me touch base on this, you guys. And I'm going to give that as an example. When I was like, like 22, no, 21, uh, my friend, one of my best friends, um, she's like a sister to me. We had our birthdays together and it was so much fun. And I did get kind of, I didn't get like wasted to the point I was on the floor, but I did get, it's, I can't even say buzzed or I guess you can say drunk, but not to the, like, you know, dragging myself on the floor. I don't know what you call that in between, <laughs> but anyways, um, so me emborraché, me emborraché and oh my God, you guys, the next day I felt like crap. Like it was like horrible. I was like, how can people do this often? Like, this is insane. So whatever. And, and, and it was vodka. So I think like just thinking about vodka and talking about it, it's just like nasty. I don't like it. So anyways, um, later on when I was like 26, I got kind of drunk. Me emborraché otra vez for the second time. After that, I felt like crap the next day. And I was like, there's no way I am not going to do this ever again. Like, it was just stupid. So when I was around 26 or 27, I decided to never get drunk in that manner. And also because I would go to clubs and when I was in my early 20s, and I would always see a lot of females getting drunk and just on the floor, they're dr like they were showing their butt, like, estaban like, they were gone right? So I always promise myself, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to look like that. I really don't. Um, and now as a professional, as a therapist, you know, I have a responsibility. I have people's lives under my care, you know, and I don't, I want to show up to these sessions for my clients, very just alert and being able to be creative and present with them versus me always like maybe thinking like, oh my God, I'm like hungover, you know, I don't know how long a hungover can last. I, for me, it lasted like that one day, but I don't know if it like goes on and on. <laughs> I don't know if it's two days, three days or whatever, but um, 
I definitely choose not to. So I would go to clubs and not drink. And all of my friends would drink. I was the only like sober one. You guys, me compraban como un, un, um, un drink. El adios mother, you know what? <laughs> y es parecía mensa, you guys. Like I was walking around the club. Like it was so much fun. Pero traía ese, ese vaso de liquor. Like that um, <clears throat> adios mother, you know what? And I would just hold it. I would let the ice melt. Y nomás le, le tomaba lo de arriba, lo que estaba pura agua. Just to pretend like I was drinking. And I would hold on to it. And they're like, you're not done with it? I'm like, no, I'm not. And I would just sometimes leave it. Because honestly, it tastes, I think alcohol is like so nasty. It's so strong. But if you like it, like, you know. <laughs> you know, everyone's different. But I always chose, like, no, I don't want to drink. And I felt sometimes como que me miraban, like, oh, she's boring. I mean, they even never told me. I don't know if that's just me just thinking it because they would always insist for me to drink. And I just said no. So I'm very proud of myself to have always, um, you know, like, I don't know. I, I was just, I'm so proud of myself now to continue to be that lifestyle. And don't get me wrong, there's going to be be times where my family will say like take a one shot of tequila rare the time honestly i can count the times with one hand throughout a whole year when i drink a shot of tequila so um i'll still do it but i'm i don't get wasted i do not i refuse to get to that point but um i feel that sometimes when i'm around other people that drink and it's okay i mean for me cool like they can have fun however i'm not no one to judge, you know, not at all. Um, but I think when it comes to having a voice and standing in our own true, like being in that example that I'm giving you, it's like I chose not to drink, right? And if other people probably don't understand or dislike the fact that I'm not choosing to do things like they are, um, that's okay with me. And that's just one example of that, but you can probably think of something yourself and be like, well, I've always sticked with this and people have disliked it and me vale, me vale lo que piensen, right? So you want to always have a voice and you always want to value your, your, well, you want to honor, I should say, correction. You want to honor your values and my values um, in regards to this is pretty much to be able to um, stay present. Um, and you guys like, who, my God, sometimes I've thought like, man, when I have felt anxious or sad, um, man, I, I can understand why people drink. I totally do. Because when you drink, you forget when you are with a lot of people and you have social anxiety, you have to drink to get tipsy to then feel like, okay, I can be outgoing, but that's codependency. And man, I've been in that space where I'm like, wow, now I know why people drink. And I choose not to drink so that I can stay present. But I have felt my emotions like raw in that moment. Because when you drink alcohol and you are sad, anxious, or depressed, you're not sitting with those emotions you're numbing and it's so dangerous so so dangerous 
um, a person that drinks every day, it can be like a glass of wine because it's in our society. Sometimes it can be like, okay, a glass of wine is like, okay, but it can turn into two, three and get drunk, you know, and some people don't realize they're alcoholics um, until something sometimes bad happens, right? But I'm just giving you this example of me um, because honestly, I keep saying the word honestly, <laughs> but it's honest, you guys, like, con pura sinceridad. <laughs> um, I am proud of standing in my standing in my own true self. I feel that last year I definitely provided myself that space to feel courageous, to make decisions that were outside of our, my comfort zone. I spoke up for, honestly, you guys, for the first time with my own mother to tell her. I don't remember if I shared this with you guys, but for the first time, I let her know to stop insulting me because there was times where she would insult. And like it, I think it shifted because my behavior and my words matched. Before, she would be so disrespectful and I would still kind of come around like nothing happened. And I, last year, I was like, no more. So I feel the relationship that my mom and I have is getting better because of the fact that I am letting her know, like, I am there for you, but there's boundaries. So having your voice, standing up for yourself, aunque te sientas incómoda, aunque sepas que a la gente no le va a gustar, you have to be able to know, like, I'm honoring my values in this manner. And if I don't do it, then who's going to do it? It can be at work, you guys. If something, if your boss calls you or, I don't know, they tell you something and you just like, you need to be able to speak speak up with wisdom. No te quedes callada, pero tampoco don't be disrespectful. One of the things that I've learned, honestly, when you want to have a voice and you're at work um, and obviously you don't want to get fired, right? Get in trouble. Um, and because I'm an advocate as well, um, I have um, experience working with families, you know, going to IEPs and uh, meetings. Um, it always has stayed with me, document. You have to document everything. Just like as a therapist, I see a client, I have to document, right? And when it comes to you as an employee, you know, if your job does evaluations yearly and they're documenting on their end, why wouldn't you? Okay. Sending an email respectfully. Do your research. Look up videos and temp, um, templates of ways that you can advocate for yourself. You know, get a few words here and there and create your email and pretty much advocating for yourself. And you're documenting it because you have a voice. We have a voice not just by speaking. You can have a voice through an email of the way you come across and the way how you're going to defend yourself in with wisdom. I use that word a lot. I really love that word, by the way. Wisdom. Porque como dicen, no a lo pen. <laughs> right? No lo vamos a hacer a lo pen. Como dicen, we want to do it like, like with wisdom. Porque you're still going to have your dignity. You're going to be able to like say like, Wow, no la regué. Like, dije todo en la manera apropiada. 
mandé el mensaje and um, I feel good with the way I expressed it because I was not disrespectful. When we become disrespectful to someone, that's when guilt kicks. Imagine there's like, estás insultando a alguien and you feel like supposedly good at that moment because you're insulting that person and your voice, what you're bringing out is negativity, right? So when you're insulting somebody and it just feels good because you're like, mm, I told you, <laughs> te, te aventé la you know? <laughs> but then what happens is como que si, if you're shooting it out towards you, y como que se dan a U-turn and that guilt says, uh-uh, I belong to you. How are you going to deal with me now? And then many people don't know how to deal with guilt. And even let's say, for example, right, you yell at your child and then you're like, oh, my God, like, I love my child. But at the same time, like, you know, I messed up. Well, if we know we mess up, all we have to do is just pretty much repair it. And how do we repair it? Like, we can just apologize, right? It has to be sincere. It can't be saying, I'm sorry that I yelled at you. And then the yelling continues. It's just contradicting, right? So our voice the way we defend ourselves out in our community, you know, and at work, we want to be able to also have the value of our voice in our home. You cannot be threatening your children and saying, vas a ver si es, I mean, because we all grew up here, like, right? Si no haces eso, vas a ver lo que te va a pasar, blah, blah, blah. And there's like all these threats. So when we create these threats, our voice doesn't match um, with what we are Feeling, for example, you can say, I love my child, but then you're threatening your own child. And fíjense, you guys, oh my goodness, Ugh, think about this. Let's say someone comes and insults your child. You, you know we would get pissed. We would be like, uh-uh, you're not going to be insulting my child. We would get very triggered to know that someone's coming and insulting our kids. But why is it okay for at some point us as parents to do it? Like, what's the difference? Even if a stranger does it or you do it, your child's going to get hurt emotionally. So we want to be able to kind of reflect in that because the voice, your voice is unique. There's no one in this world that can match your energy. Like, when I, what I mean by that is that there's no one like you. You, we are one of a kind. I mean, really, if you take the time to really think about that, like, damn, I'm one of a kind. Like, that's freaking awesome. Like, I'm one of a kind. <laughs> and you repeat it and you soak it in. Imagine, I don't know, I just think that at some point, as a human being, we would think like, I am one of a kind. Damn, that's pretty cool. So everything that I do is unique. Yes. Oh my God, how cool is that? And we forget. We forget your voice is unique. The way that you and I express love is differently, right? Everybody perceives life differently and we all bring beautiful things to the table. Now, when there's people that um, bring negativity, then we get to decide. You get to decide as how many times you want to be around that person or not. When there's people that are suffering around us in our lives, it's sometimes really hard, you guys, um, 
to know what to say in our voice, just kind of like, well, what do I say to make things better? I feel like things are out of my control. Um, sometimes we don't always need to say anything. We can just listen. We can just bring silence. Silence is golden. So there's going to be times, you know, when we are expressing how we feel um, and what we would like our needs to be, right? Like we want to express our needs, our thoughts, our emotions. You will only know who you feel comfortable doing with. You guys, I'm the type of person that like I am very like friendly and sometimes I've noticed that I sometimes open up a little too much than I should. And then after I'm like, why did I even tell that person so much? Like, and that I'm working on it because I feel like I've been doing it. I've been doing it less, but I still do it. <laughs> oh, so I, mean, I have to be very cautious because sometimes I feel like I've shared my voice, right? Things that I've gone through. I've overshared certain things with people that I feel at some point, like, they don't really even one care or two, like they're going to use it against me to talk, you know, what, but at this point, you know, it is what it is in the past. Things have been expressed for me because I've overshared and I know that comes from my trauma response of not being heard. Um, and it takes time, man, this is the healing journey is no joke, right? Definitely. But in order for us to be able to have that voice, one, you want to be able to understand and accept your values. I mean, let's use the example of honesty. If your value is honesty, um, then you are going to honor it by the way of you being honest with yourself and standing up for yourself and expressing um, honesty, even if it makes other people uncomfortable. Because if you don't ex- honor honesty, you're pretty much telling someone like, oh, okay, like, yeah, you know, your lying is okay in my life. Like, I I let you lie to me like five times or 10 times or 120th time. And even though I get disappointed at the end of the day, like, you know, uh, that's okay keep doing it to me. No, not keep doing it to me. You set your boundaries. You are honest. You have to come and express with your voice like, hey, I don't appreciate that when something happens or I invite you somewhere, you always have to lie. And I don't appreciate that. If we want to have a good relationship as friends or whoever you're talking to, then I would appreciate if you can be honest from here on. Other than that, I don't think it's, you know, and then this is where the boundary kicks in. You know, I'm just going to have to be, um, keep a distance or, you know, I don't think our friendship would continue. I mean, I know it sounds harsh, but every relationship is so different, right? So you want to be able to have a voice honoring your values so that you know where you stand. If people like it, great, because they're willing to. If they don't, that's still okay. It's you being true to yourself and to have this voice that's just going to help you like liberate your being liberación our abuelitas you guys our abuelitas and even you know mothers as well like you know but our great grandmothers our ancestors they didn't have a voice se la robaban a la edad de 13 años o más jóvenes you guys 
just because they were females and someone ended up get, getting well some yeah i think i had posted a video on tiktok a while back and about this topic and there was so many stories of people just sharing that their grandma or great grandma um was kidnapped by an older man at the age of like 10 and 13 years old um ended up having kids at 16 they ended up having 13 kids i mean i just think of that and then i think of um the invasion of the spaniards right and how it was like no you're indigenous these are your beliefs no nah don't even talk about them don't even practice them and because that doesn't matter and then here's our religion right so all of that continues to still live but it just looks a little different but it's still there i mean think about how many i you know my family is hardcore catholics right I am a Catholic, but sometimes I'm just like, what do I even call myself? Because yes, I am Catholic, but there's some things I just don't agree with, right? And I'm not going to get into that. (laughs) That's a totally different topic. But growing up with a family who's like hardcore Catholic, if you were ever to, to say you're turning Christian or that you don't believe, it's just, oh my God, like, un problemón, right? It's un problema, but, you know, it's because it's been pretty much um, imposed. And we can get into that topic. That's just something else. But what I'm trying to get at is that our voice as a community, as indigenous people, it was taken. It was taken to the point, well, See, this is the thing. I don't I think I'm going to correct myself because I said it was taken. I think we've always had the voice, but we've been um limited in in being able to express it the way we really want to. And I think that because we are not able to express it verbally, we express it with actions. Because Latinos, oh man, trabajadores to it's tea like like okay, not a la mejor, you know, I think of my grandma if she were to say, a lo mejor no puedo expresarme, you know, very intellectual, pero te voy a enseñar que yo puedo. That's just freaking amazing. Just amazing. So that right there, you guys, right there, the struggles of how our parents immigrated to this country and our ancestors, how they they did something right for us to to be here. And I've said this before, so when it comes to you having a voice, is think of that one person. Think of your abuelita, your abuelito, your tatarabuela, or whoever. Think of them. I honestly think that whenever I have been in situations where I speak up for myself, I just empower myself by thinking of my abuelitas. Si ellas no tuvieron una voz, yo soy la voz por ellas. Oh. That's deep. It's so, so deep. It just like, oh, it makes me even want to cry. It makes me just gives me chills because I didn't have that opportunity. But you do. I do. Let's embrace it. Let's liberate ourselves. It can be from like you, you know, standing up for something that you believe and you're like, en vez de quedar bien como, aha, aha, oh yeah, aha. Huh. And you're like agreeing in a conversation. 
why don't you just say what you really think and be like, you know, I'm going to, you know, disagree with you, but I appreciate your difference, your perspective, because I can totally understand where you're coming from, but this is what I think. Enough of calladitas, enough of pleasing, because then this comes from this example of many mothers of being that passive, you know, mothers that it was like, todo lo que quiera el marido, and todo lo que quieran los hijos, um, todo lo que se tiene que limpiar y cocinar en la casa, y en muchas de las mujeres se les olvida implementar ese cuidado personal para ellas mismas, and many of us have actually grown up not really seeing that, right? So... We want to be able to shift this. So you want to be able to have this voice. And if you feel like, man, I've been giving myself that space and that permission to have a voice, you're on the right track. You're on the right track. There's a lot of people out there that are not going to understand you. And like I said earlier, that's okay. And then, But then guess what? There's other people that will. Hold on. Hold on to that circle. Hold on to that support system. Because having a support system is like a live vest. No te vas a hundir. But if you feel like you're alone, it's because you're choosing to. No one's telling you to be alone. There's a lot of communities. If you feel like you, your whole family is toxic, come out of that. Go to your community. Get into a support group. Um, seek therapy. Um... Be part of something. Be part of something. And you will find it. You will find this space of belonging because that's a sad truth, you guys. Sometimes many people will say, I feel like I don't belong in my own family. And that happens. It, it happens. But that still doesn't mean that you're alone in the whole entire planet because there's such beautiful people out there who are willing to help you and who are, would be willing to go above and beyond to make sure that you're okay. Y eso que no son familia. It happens. So look for your community. Create one. If you don't know where to go and you've always wanted to create, like be part of it, then create it. All you have to do is brainstorm, go on Google. I mean, everything's already like mapped out for all of us, you guys, like ideas and everything. All you have to do is do the work, read, right? Research, get ideas, network, and create beautiful things in this world. But first of all, give yourself that permission to have a voice. Thank you so much for listening to me. Les deseo todo lo mejor and stay tuned for more because we have amazing chingona speakers this year and i'm so excited to meet them and for them to share their story and their heart cuídense adios gracias por escuchar thank you so much for tuning in the chicana and latina moms podcast you can find me on instagram at chicana underscore latina moms podcast and also, don't forget to leave a review. Gracias.